Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Sandspans Radio. Australia's most family-friendly podcast network. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello, fighters. Welcome to the News Fighters podcast for today, February the 17th, 2021. I'm your host, Dylan Bain. Coming up on today's show, we're joined by ARIA award-winning comedy songwriter Wyatt Nixon Lloyd, who's dialing in from Perth to give us a preview of the Western Australian election coming up on March the 13th. Of course, it's going to be highly popular for the WA Premier to tell the rest of Australia to get lost. But first, the drought is over. Coronavirus vaccines. Yes, and the biggest news out of the TGA since they issued a compliance review of vitamin gummies. The AstraZeneca vaccine has been granted provisional approval by the Therapeutic Goods Administration. Yes, we finally approved the Aussie-made AstraZeneca vaccine. Truly the is Pepsi okay of vaccines. But don't worry, efficacy snobs. The eagle has landed. That's how the Federal Health Minister announced today's arrival of the first batch of the Pfizer vaccine. The first shipment of COVID vaccines touches down in Sydney just after midday. A moment so significant, the Health Minister likens it to man landing on the moon. The eagle has landed. Also, I think the moon landing comparison is completely fair because this is very much like when America triumphantly landed people on the moon right behind Iceland, Latvia, Bulgaria and about 60 other countries. But don't worry, jab fiends. The vaccine is being kept safe and sound under tight security. From here, the vaccine load will be transported to a warehouse at a secret location in Western Sydney. A security blanket has been thrown over this entire operation. They've even asked for our chopper not to follow it through Sydney streets. They are that concerned about possible infiltration by organised crime. Yeah, look, I'm sure that if somehow organised crime managed to steal the only pallet of coronavirus vaccine in Australia... We'd be able to track it down pretty quickly. The, the guy at your local pub trying to sell you a jab would immediately arouse suspicion, as would uh, anyone trying to sell it on Gumtree at this stage. 
mind you, they'd probably get time wasters only. The government was keen to talk up the achievement of importing these frozen vaccines. This is an historic day for Australia. One of the largest logistic exercises ever undertaken in this country uh, has been planned for, Mr Speaker, and is now underway. It's one of the largest logistics tasks Australia has ever undertaken. Yeah, you you do realise we've hosted the Olympics in Australia twice, right? And back then we couldn't just freeze the Olympic athletes and fly them over in a styrofoam box. And you do realise we import frozen ice cream from overseas all the time. Like, I literally spent all of lockdown last year eating Ben & Jerry's fish food on the couch. We do import things into Australia. It's what we're good at. Yes, so the vaccine is on track to start being administered next week. And don't worry, the government is going to ensure there's an orderly queue. Aged care residents and quarantine workers will be the first to get the jab. But also included in that first round of doses, the Prime Minister. The Prime Minister will roll up his sleeve for the Pfizer vaccine on national television. So arguably Australia's least essential worker during the entire pandemic, Scott Morrison, will be among the first to get a COVID vaccine, jumping the queue over many elderly and vulnerable people. And he's going to do it live on national television. Now, they haven't worked out the hosts yet, but I think we'll be in for some sort of awful variety special like Hamish and Andy's Jab Year or The Masked Inoculator. Even then, Lindsay Lohan still won't know who Scott Morrison is. <laughs> Meanwhile, Health Minister Greg Hunt got in trouble last week for releasing a Twitter post announcing the Australian government had secured additional vaccines, but with the Liberal Party logo on the image. It led to this heated exchange with Michael Rowland on ABC News Breakfast. It's an Australian government announcement. Who, who paid for the vaccines? Well, uh, let us draw a clear distinction here. I, I know this is an issue for you. In many ways, uh, you identify with the left. You do this a lot, and, and I respect no, that. No, Minister. No, uh, no, you, no. You, I, I, you're I open about that, oh, no, and, and that's I, entirely I find, a matter no, I find that offensive. I'm asking you. Oh, I'm, I'm on, exercised Michael. about what's There's what's, nobody what's who's right watching who doesn't identify you with the left. I'm and, exercised. And you should be open about that. I'm bemused, but I did predict but, to people that okay. Michael Rowland would spend 50% of this interview no, on this topic, 50%. rather than on the safety of vaccines, right rather than wrong. on the rollout I mean, of vaccines, uh, rather than on the protection I'm very of the Australian public. I'm very exercised about that public. as well. But it just struck me as odd seeing a party, and I'd ask the same question about uh, the Labor governments, a party political logo attached to an Australian government announcement. No, with great respect, this was a tile uh, which acknowledged that which had already been acknowledged entirely within the rules, entirely appropriately, uh, and acknowledging that we come from that. But I, I, I win the bet uh, with my office uh, that you would spend 50% of this interview on that topic. OK, let's let's dig into this a little bit. So Greg Hunt there admitted that the Liberals were basically shitposting to Twitter to try and trigger and troll the ABC. Well, good job, mission accomplished. Um... But hey, journalists, media, here's an idea. What if we just ignore the Liberal Party every time they try and troll us with an obvious breach of their ethical standards and not lower ourselves to playing their games? Because that's literally what they are. They're playing games with the media and then betting on how we'll react around their office. And then uh, on to Greg Hunt's tactic there. Basically, he accused a journalist who asked him a difficult question of being a lefty. And uh, it's certainly a tactic that I bet uh, former Liberal leader John Hewson wishes that he'd thought of during his famous 1993 GST birthday cake interview. If I buy a birthday cake from a cake shop and there 
and GST is in place. Do I pay more or less? I know this is an issue for you. In many ways, uh, you identify with the left. Yes, and as for Michael Rowland uh, being a lefty, well, he has such a reputation for being a recalcitrant lefty that uh, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has refused to appear on his show and be interviewed except for the over 30 times he's been on it, including this fiery 2019 confrontation when Frydenberg invited Marxist communist Antifa Roland to his office to kick a footy around. Hey, Michael, how are you? Great to see you. Good to see you. Yeah. We're heading to surplus, we know, so what about a bit of a stimulus package for the Carlton Football Club? <laughs> We've seen how past treasurers have dealt with stress. So on that basis, I know a good cigar store, Josh Frydenberg <laughs> in Canberra, I could, I could show you to this afternoon. I'll leave them in the ashtray for now, and uh, I've got a football in the office and kick that around uh, from time to time, avoiding breaking any windows. Good skills. Treasurer, thank you so much. Busy day. Oh, my God. What a grilling. No wonder Frydenberg only agrees to go on Michael Rowland's show literally all the time. To other news now and in Melbourne, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Here we go again. Melburnians dragged back into lockdown. Victoria is now in lockdown take three. Yes, Melbourne in lockdown take three and everyone's hoping the director isn't Stanley Kubrick. Stage four restrictions designed to be a circuit breaker after the highly contagious UK variant escaped hotel quarantine from the Holiday Inn. Yes, everyone sing it. Hotel, motel, Holiday Inns weren't designed as medical facilities to contain highly infectious diseases. But don't worry, the Victorian government is making sure that all the blame for this snap lockdown goes exactly where it should, at a COVID-positive asthma sufferer currently in intensive care. The outbreak is believed to have started by a COVID-infected man who used a nebulizer for his asthma while in quarantine. The 38-year-old man blamed for triggering the outbreak by using a nebulizer in his room has now made bombshell claims of a cover-up, saying he was told twice by staff the device was allowed. I get the feeling this poor guy asked if he was allowed to use his nebulizer and the hotel quarantine staff were probably like, whatever, Trekkie, we didn't realise Supernova was back on. Nanu, nanu, nerd. Thankfully, though, in Victoria, not every industry is shut down. We have been told the Australian Open will go ahead, but it will be under very different circumstances. The tennis players and their support staff are being considered essential workers. Ah, yes, Australian Open tennis players are essential workers. Essential for ESPN and Channel 9's ratings. This lockdown, happening over the same weekend as Valentine's Day and the Lunar New Year, seems to have frayed the nerves of many Melburnians, including this woman. What do I think about it? It's a crock of That's what I think about it. Yeah, she was so unimpressed, she showed up on all three commercial networks' nightly news to say the exact same vox pop. Here she is on 7 News, 9 News and 10 News last Saturday. As a city soaks up its last moments of freedom. What do I think about it? It's a crock of That's what I think about it. We're going to see some big problems in the future. What do I think about it? It's a crock of That's what I think about it. And he's uh, making my work quiet down as well. What do I think about it? It's a crock of That's what I think about it. Wow, it's almost like all three networks are so cheap, they only pay one uni student to go out and film all the news now. I wonder what that camera operator thinks about their news clips being used over and over again. It's a crock of That's what I think about it. There were also the predictable anti-lockdown protesters again, uh, including this guy who urged everyone to go and do some incestuous activities. Get out of your houses. Kiss your nana on the lips. 
Yeah, who even does that outside of a pandemic? I don't know about you. I really don't want to see this guy's Tinder matches, that's for sure. Last week on the show, we had an in-depth look at the past year of COVID containment measures here in Australia. So this week I thought, what if we had a look at what the future might look like in five years' time? Hello, I'm Dylan Behan. Welcome to the News Fighters News Audio Podcast for the 22nd of January, 2026. Proudly brought to you by Burger Rings Milk and Shapes Flavoured Shapes. In the news today, it was announced Melbourne and the entire state of Victoria will enter yet another snap five-day lockdown. Their 74th lockdown in total and sixth so far this year. And unlike the 36th, 29th and 24th lockdowns, benevolent and omnipotent Australian Emperor Daniel Andrews, blessings and peace be upon him, has declared a 5% increase in the daily rations of protein chinos. In sports news, the 3,000 athletes in Melbourne for the annual Nebulizer Endurance World Championships have been classified as essential workers and the competition can continue. In movie news, the latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die, has been pushed back by yet another six months. All three commercial TV networks went out on the street and asked people for their reaction. What do I think about it? It's a crock of That's what I think about it. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, welcome back to News Fighters. Joining me now is uh, Aria Award-winning ex-Tonightly songman and director of the new show Whistleblower at the Perth Festival. It's uh, Wyatt Nixon-Lloyd. How are you going, Wyatt? Yay! Yay! Thanks for having me on the show, Dylan. Thanks, yeah. man. It's good to see your face again. Yeah, I know. I um, When I sent you that text, I realised the last time we texted, like, the first episode of Tonightly. 
And since then we were like Oh really? Well, we just have, Yeah It says Haven't you last changed text I sent, phones since then? I'm about yeah. three oh, phones yeah. since then The last text from you was about robots falling over <laughs> And you were like We need more robots I was like I'm on it <laughs> That's right. We used to sit next to each other and, and why it would help me find wacky clips yeah. of robots. When uh, I think right. in, the first, in the first season, we were making these hilarious breakers, which was just like, mm. what's some funny clips we can put together? Robots <laughs> falling over. Yes, great. I love yeah. it. And then eventually yeah. Ballard was like, look, I love your work, guys, but maybe a bit less of the robots. <laughs> yeah. Robots aren't news. <laughs> Yeah. What have you been up to? I mean, uh, uh, since, I guess, tonightly. You've Look, been, so, you're been... living in Perth now. You are in Melbourne for a while. You are working with the yeah, project. Yeah, I actually went Melbourne and then I went to LA for six months and spent a stupid amount of money because the exchange rate was awful and came back to Australia just at the start of 2020 to save up more money. And then, thank God, I was out of America when COVID hit. Jeez, and yeah. so I ended up. I've ended up leaving Melbourne as well, and I'm in Perth. So I've just been on the COVID retreat, one destination after another. Yes. And so, yeah, New Zealand um, next. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll then, get, like New Caledonia it. or somewhere or Fiji. Yeah, or that's right. I'll end up in Greenland. Yeah, so I'm over in Perth and um, been very lucky over here. I'm working on a show for the Perth. Festival, which was going to be the first international festival of theatre coming back. And then, of course, we have just... Tomorrow we finish our five days of lockdown. And so the festival is going ahead in air quotes, but a lot of venue capacities are rapidly being reassessed. Right. So it's just just like when there's an incredibly viral uh, world uh, virus and everyone... And your career is in live entertainment. It's it feels pretty crazy to be still a year on going. No, nah, we can do live gigs. Well, I, I mean, know, Perth, Perth has been like pretty clear run up till now. It's been, yeah. I imagine, everything. I've been seeing like the clips of New Year's Eve in Perth were just yeah. like. What COVID? Everyone was just partying and dancing yeah. and, and there have been f- clips coming from like Hot Tub Time Machine playing festivals and it's like yeah, the land right. that COVID I... forgot and then bang, fi- was it, a, it was a five-day lockdown. I think it's that classic wait-a-while thing like we get COVID late, you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. comes to Perth after everyone else because everyone was still living in a pre-COVID world and now totally. I think we're definitely caught up. To everyone. Uh, but all things going ahead, tell us a bit about the show. The website describes it as uh, Truman Show meets an escape room. Does that mean you can like press a button and have it rain on the on the cast whenever you want? Oh, like in Truman we Show. We have, or- yeah, we have. Um, <laughs> the the concept of the show, which is stupid for COVID, is that the main <laughs> character is an audience member. And so they come up and they're on stage in basically these soundproof boxes. We've got four soundproof boxes and they're all rigged with cameras and microphones. But it's just been an absolute nightmare <laughs> of how do you keep someone 1.5 metres away if the box is only two metres wide? Like it's been the, the COVID on top of the problem of doing a Truman Show live on stage has been an extra little aneurysm for us all. So, so is it? Do you select an audience member at random, like it's prices? Well, right, because or? of COVID, we have to 
20 people have pre-bought tickets to each night. So that's like, there's like, let's say there's 200 in the theater, 20 of them buy an interactive ticket. And from those 20 people, we will select all our characters, right? Yeah. And then there's, and so- there's the big fear, I imagine, like with improv, if, you know, if you've been to any improv shows, you get someone up on stage and they just want to say racist or sexist or, or really juvenile things yeah. like poo-poo. And then you're like, oh, this is great. This show is yeah. a disaster now. Yeah, and you've, and you've also <laughs> chosen them. You're like, we're stuck with them for another hour. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, so it is, it, it's a massive risk undertaking. And then it's just been compounded by the fact that we've had to compromise a lot of things based on COVID spacing and COVID safety. Like there's no big group scenes where everyone has uh, a spit orgy. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> and actually, Dylan, it's going to come to Sydney. It that was my ne- That was my next question. That was my next question. You're coming around the country. Yeah, so we have Melbourne and Sydney confirmed in the sense that venues have said, yes, we'll take it. But they've all said, can you give us a second to sort out our programming? <laughs> So it might be 2022, it might be, might be 2023, but both Sydney and Melbourne have said they want the show, so that's fantastic. Look, hopefully you can tour and we can see the show without travelling interstate because I don't think people I don't think people will be doing that for a while. But how, how have things been in Perth? How has Perth coped with the lockdown? Was it a bit of a, a wake-up call? Well, I people think- wearing masks for the first time? I saw everyone in Perth queuing up. To, to panic by no one was wearing a mask. I was like, this is yeah. very weird. They don't know how to do this properly. Yeah, and I think what's also interesting is definitely amongst my family and friends, we have Perth and Melbourne have quite a there's a lot of cross pollination. And right. so there was a little bit of everyone in Perth being like, Look, we're doing our own one. <laughs> we're just like you. We're big boys. <laughs> yeah. Look, oh wow, we ran out of toilet paper too. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, Look, everyone's kind of loved it. They're like, yeah, it's pretty serious. We take COVID pretty (laughs) seriously here. But I think think what's um, pretty interesting is how WA at its core has always had a chip on its shoulder about being the one left out. Mm. And so this whole Mark McGowan acting out, it just feels like, of course, it's going to be highly popular for the WA premiere to tell the rest of Australia to get lost. Yeah, like, yeah, to lash out at, to lash out at Gladys yeah. and you, know, you don't know what you're doing. And then it turns out Perth, all the hotel quarantine workers are, are you know, I don't know. Not wear, wearing masks. Not wearing masks and working second jobs and not getting tested. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, I, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> Who's telling who how to manage COVID? That's right. <laughs> that's right. But he's... He's going to stomp it in at the next election. Like that's well, that's what I, I was getting to. How's how's mm. Mark McGowan polling over there? His labor, his labor, of course. For those of us who yeah, he is his labor and um, and pre-COVID, he was looking really shaky. To be right. honest, interesting. Ever, yeah, how long definitely. has he been? Has he been in for a long time? Sorry, I haven't done my uh, research. Is he's he- got an election coming up, so he was he won the last election right a- against um, Colin Barnett, who had wasted a lot of right. The so, th- so this money is first from- first term, first term, from first the- term. That's right. right. Gotcha. First term, he was stuck with no money, right, and uh, didn't really have, couldn't really fulfill a lot of things he promised. Because of just there's no money T- and typical um, typical labor problem promise a lot and then go ah <laughs> oh, the cupboards are bare <laughs> yeah that's right and look I I think I think his success Mark McGowan's success is a also direct result of Scott Morrison's 
unwillingness to make any decisions because yep. then when he steps up in this vacuum and starts going, well, we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this, everyone's like, hey, look, someone who's decisive and his popularity soars. The st- but all the states have had to have had to yeah. step up. If, if Scott Morrison could overrule the premiers, who knows what state the country would be in right now. would probably be, ne- would have, wouldn't have had any lockdowns maybe. And I think, yeah, well, exactly. We could be looking at a UK situation. What's fascinating is they've had they've changed the leader of the opposition because no one wants to run against him. Yes, and Poison this new guy. Have you seen his policy on the environment? No, he's, he's, he's a young out, guy, right? I don't know his name off the top of my head. Yeah, he's come out and said his name's Zach Kirup, and yep. he said um, Kirkup. Sorry, he said that uh, by twenty twenty five, WA needs to shut down all its coal mines and go one hundred percent renewable. And what's crazy is now the Labor government, which has already been pretty pro-renewables, investing in opening up new solar projects, investing in electric cars, has now had to tell the Liberal Party that they're too advanced on renewables. So it's a... Wow. It's a, it's it's a, a different country yeah. over there. Well, I think, I think this young guy's come out and gone, look... Let's just go for it. Let's just throw everything at the wall. We got no chance of winning. Let's just do whatever. But I think what's going to happen is there's no way they were going to win regardless of this policy. And then this policy will be tainted by you tried that and you lost. But there's no way they're going to come up against Mark McGowan anyway. Before you go, uh, I thought it might be fun to play uh, a song um, that you and Bridie did at the beginning of, of... the pandemic, I think it was April or May last year. You guys did a yeah. did a song. Uh, t- tell us about the song. What was it called? What happened was we all got together at the start of the pandemic, Dylan, and you and me and everyone else. We thought, what if this is what brings back to nightly? And <laughs> so we right. made we did a little a half hour pilot, and we shopped around. And everyone said, no, definitely <laughs> no. And so just it's just good. Going into a pandemic to have a reminder that your dreams are still crushed. Yeah, no people want yeah, people so want to see uh, Norman Swan reading numbers out every night. That's that's entertainment yeah. in April and May last that's year. That's what Australia needs. Yes, and so we made um, we made this uh, pilot and we finished off the pilot. I think on a song that yes. uh, going into the pandemic, one of the things we noticed was that you aren't going out as much, and so you also aren't missing out on other people going out. So we wrote a song about FOMO and how one of the upsides is that FOMO's gone with COVID. All right, Wyatt, thanks for joining us. For everyone in Perth, the show is called Whistleblower. Uh, Where's it on? Where's it at? I've got 27th of February to 7th of March at the Heath Ledger Theatre. Yep, that's right. And it's already sold out. Oh, really? Sorry. Well, (laughs) get your tickets. Jump in your time machine and get your tickets from before it sold out. So let's, uh, Wyatt, thanks for joining us. Let's leave on the song. Yep. Thanks very much for having me. Cheers. Check it out. Here it is. I used to be affected really badly by FOMO. It's hard being on your phone, seeing everyone living their best lives when you're all alone. But now, thanks to the lockdown, things are different. Well, I used to get sad as I stayed at home and looked at social media on my phone. Everyone was partying and I was alone, but now that's all changed. Well, fear I'm missing out. Well, it used to do my head in. Used to get sad if I missed out on a birthday or a wedding. Even got jealous about my cousin's pole there and now that's all changed. Why? 
That's News Fighters for today, the 17th of February, 2021. News Fighters is written, presented, and produced by me, Dylan Bain, for Sands Pants Radio. A big thank you to Wyatt Nixon Lloyd and Bridie Connell for letting me use their song there. To support the show and hear the extended interview with Wyatt, or add free episodes as well as a monthly bonus episode, subscribe to Sands Pants Plus at sandspantsradio.com slash plus. And now... For a behind-the-scenes secret you may not be aware of, many podcasts pre-record their episodes weeks ahead. News Fighters isn't one of those, as we're a topical news show. So uh, I'm going to take next week off to catch my breath and inhale a new bunch of wacky clips. In the meantime, feel free to catch up on some old episodes or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. In the meantime, keep fighting, wear a mask, wash your hands and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.